What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? And we are off and running on another episode of What's the Spread? It is week two in college football, and NFL is here, and we are here to make sure that you beat your bookie. Welcome in, Miles on Sports here, Mr. Brad Thomas. Yes, yes, yes. We are teeing up Rams and Bills tonight. I know you've got some bets in. That's going (laughs) to be fun. I absolutely do. You know, what's kind of funny is after we're done recording, I'm going to put some more in. I don't have enough bets in is the problem. I mean, it's the opening night in the NFL. Um, I saw on Twitter, uh, you know, that you're only you're only going to get so many opening nights in your lifetime. So don't waste it by not putting <laughs> enough bets in. That was by John Slop. Uh, Slops is the man. My man. Great tweets there. But we also have a big weekend of college football teed up for week two. Let's go ahead and get it started with college game. This is going to be a big new kickoff. We got number one Alabama going on the road at Texas. I know you and I both had our eyes on this one. Bama coming in as 20-point favorites. It doesn't matter the spread. Anytime you get two big brands like this, it's a treat. We saw what happened in Ohio State Notre Dame last week. We also told you to take Notre Dame in the points, and yep. that worked out pretty well. Uh, let's see what we got here for Bama. I'm not going to overthink it. I've been on Bama in this game. Didn't really care what the spread was going to be in the offseason. Didn't really worry about week one, but both teams actually looked pretty good. I'm going yep. Bama minus 20 here. You can even take first half if you want to. Uh, listen, Bama is an absolute machine right now. And I, I think it's going to get to a point where their preparation and their depth is just going to wear out a very young, talented, but a very young Texas team, which for a lot of these guys, this is really their first foray into the spotlight. It's an 11 a.m. Yeah. Local time start, Quinn Ewer's second start. He looked pretty good, but this is a whole different story with Will Anderson and company coming in to pressure Ewer's. I think he's going to fall into some mistakes early. I think Bama's going to roll in this one, man. Yeah, listen, I'm on Bama. These are two official plays that I'm excited about. I'm on Bama first half minus 11 and a half and Bama minus 20. This is a fun stat for you. Ready? Under Nick Saban, the first five games of the season – Alabama's 26 and six against the spread and which is 81% of their games when the line's 22 and a half or less. And I was thinking back to like relatable teams, you know, teams that are kind of like a Texas on the come up in 2001, Alabama played Florida, Miami and Tennessee. And in those games, they started out really fast and that's, what's going to set the tone in this game. Alabama has ridiculous numbers when they score something like 40 plus points they cover in 41 out of 57 percent of their games listen when i want to talk about this without looking at trends just from a sheer game play standpoint alabama is one of the top three teams in the country and they are traveling to texas it's not going to be a night game it's going to be a middle of the day game playing a texas team who has to rebuild their offensive line Yes, Texas will have their big flashy plays with B. John Robinson, uh, Xavier Worthy, and Quinn Ewers, but there's going to be pressure all game long. And this is year two as Bryce as a starter. If anybody thought that Bryce looked good last year, watching him last week was very impressive. And people say, yeah, they played a nobody. That's a Utah State team that won double-digit games last season. It's like they played some slouch. They played a good Utah State team. Bryce Young is more comfortable. And one thing that I heard Nick Saban say – he didn't say this word for word, so I don't want to be misquoted, but he implied this, that this it's been a while since Alabama has had a complete 
set of wide receivers. What that means is if one of their guys goes down, because you've seen this happen with Alabama, if one guy goes down, you really, really need that second guy to step up. But there's about four, they're about four deep at this position with guys who can contribute. That's just going to make Bryce Young's life that much easier. I have Alabama covering here. I, I, I saw this stat too that I thought was pretty crazy. Alabama last season allowed less than 85 rush yards for the running back per game. Now they have to shut down Bijan Robinson. If he gets going, it's going to be a longer night than expected. But even if he rips off 100-plus yards, I still think they cover this game and win by 23-plus. Bryce Young looked nearly perfect last week with five passing touchdowns, another touchdown on the ground. He ran for 100 yards. you got to say he's the best player in the country. Coming off of his Heisman, uh, and I think you know and the entire Bama team will have no problem settling in here. The early start benefits them, yeah. and I think it's going to be a route. All right, what's next? Next, we have Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll start this one off. This is one of those lines where if you see it, it means something. Tennessee, come in here, unranked, is laying six-and-a-half points on the road. I believe in the Volunteers. I'm backing six-and-a-half. Tennessee has a top-ten offense, led by Hendon Hooker. Dude's an absolute beast. You know what's crazy about Tennessee is everyone, this whole buildup is talking about how good Pitt's defensive line is. They're forgetting how good Tennessee's defensive line is. We both saw it. Keen Slovis looked like a statue in that pocket. What are they going to do when an SEC good quality defensive line comes to them? I'm backing the volunteers. I'm not saying Tennessee's back yet, but they are definitely a team to watch out for. Pitt's a little bit overrated in my eyes. I do think Pitt still is going to be competitive in the ACC, but this is a Tennessee team who wants to challenge for the East. I am high on Tennessee this year. I am. I was I was on their over win total. I think they're a really good team. As you said, Hennon Hooker looking every bit of the part last week, but I cannot pass up the plus six and a half here with Pitt. They're 21 in nine straight up in their last 30 games at home. I know they're going to be competitive. Slovis, you know, a, a lot of people saying how how poor he looked last week, but still ended up with a 16-24 line, 308 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, he, you know, he's he's finding his rhythm in this offense. Rodney Hammond, hoping that he's healthy for the game. He had 129 total yards on 18 touches. The reason that I bring that up is because last week what Pitt showed me is they can go toe-to-toe in a high-scoring affair. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't the defense that we expected to see from Pitt last week. And that's what made it such, such a close game. But they really came up big uh, with that pick six late. And, you know, West Virginia going to be better than we thought. West Virginia uh, so, is going to be definitely better than we thought. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so even though I, I'm high on Tennessee as a team, I think that they're going to win this game. But I can't pass up the plus six and a half at home here uh, when I think Pittsburgh still has a shot to win. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm glad we're on opposite sides of the tape here. Um, I wanted to add one more thing into this sure. game. You know, I'm going to be interested to see how Pitt stopped Tennessee because I do rate Tennessee a lot higher than I rate West Virginia. And Pittsburgh's never going to have that same atmosphere. Don't want to say never, but it's going to be a long time before they have that same atmosphere, and they're definitely not going to have it against Tennessee. So I'm going to be interested. I think Tennessee wins this one by double digits. It's a good point there uh, for for the environment, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and uh, go into another one, which this should uh, definitely uh, have a – replicating environment in the swamp we got number 20 kentucky number 12 florida tricky tricky line here brad i can't wait to hear what side you're on but i'll go ahead and start every part of me wants to back florida in this game minus five and a half but again i'm going with the dog i cannot pass up 
The five and a half points that I'm getting with Kentucky, I know their history in the Swamp. Only one win in the Swamp in their last 10 tries. But last year, really controlled this game with a 20-13 to 13 win. Everyone's talking about Anthony Richardson. And for good measure, kid looked unreal last week against a very good Utah defense. But Will Levis and Tavion Robinson are coming in here, and I've got no doubt that Kentucky is going to be able to move the ball. The score of that game last week was very deceiving. Utah ran for 283 yards yes. on that Florida defense, and they made it into the red zone six times. Now, the Florida defense came up with stops when they needed them. I get that. But I think that 29-26 score is very misleading. I think Kentucky's going to put up some points here. I think they can absolutely win this game. I think Florida wins. But again, this is another spread where I can't pass up getting five and a half points here where I think Kentucky's offense can put up the points necessary to get the cover. I will absolutely say this, Miles. I'm on the same side as you, and I was wrong about the Utah game, and it wasn't – I wasn't on the wrong side. I still think Utah was the right side, but I was wrong to the fact that believed that Utah would be prepared to handle the weather, the elements, and the crowd, and that they were not. That's why they had so many trips to the red zone that did not result in touchdowns. I can't believe how many people I saw falling with cramps. That is not going to happen with Kentucky. This no. is SEC football. They are used to the humidity. They are used to playing football. And I bet you, I guarantee you, Florida loses that game. This line plummets probably to close to a pickup. Now the hype is real for Anthony Richardson. I was impressed with Anthony Richardson's ability to come in there and, and control his, his team and then late in the game respond to Utah. I think that this Florida team is going to get ran all over, which was I was afraid was going to happen in Utah, and it did. The only difference is they're not going to have this humidity factor that I really thought played a big difference and Florida getting a massive bailout at the end of the game. You're giving me five points for Kentucky. I think Kentucky roll all over Florida in terms of offensive production and their defense is going to be almost as stout as Utah's. Yeah, I like I like Kentucky here. I'm glad we're on the same side. Let's move to the next one. Or you have something to fill yeah, in? Yeah, just one more thing. Uh, you know, I I feel like Florida tends to get you know the uh, by by Vegas this big brand treatment where, as you said, you know, going into this season, this game was probably a pickup, if not Kentucky being favored. You know, yeah. Florida has gets a big win over Utah. They were only plus two and a half. It's not like they were huge dogs. They go from unranked all the way up to number twelve. Anthony Richardson is all of a sudden a Heisman contender. The hype is real, but this is the you know this this is a time to profit off of that. Yes. Take the points. Kentucky can absolutely come in here and win this game. They also had a lot of preseason hype. They're expected yep. to win eight or nine games this year. So it's it's almost as if people are forgetting this now that we're now that we've got all the hype behind Florida. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for Richardson to replicate what he did last week, even though it was against a very good defense. I think Kentucky's going to be ready for this game. Listen, I wrote in my notes, target Anthony Richardson throwing under, target Anthony Richardson rushing over. That's what's going to happen in this game. Um, he's going to run a lot, not going to throw a lot, but I don't know if that's going to absolutely work um, to win a game by six or more. Um, up next, we have Baylor taking on BYU. Baylor is the dog. BYU, a four-point favorite. Miles, tell me where you at. All right, so I'm going with my third straight dog here, and I'm telling you this never happens for me in college football, but I could not stay away from these numbers. I'm going with Baylor plus four, and I think they win outright. Me personally, I'm putting a bet down on Baylor Moneyline. 
Uh, we are talking about a team that played BYU last year at home, mind you, but just absolutely dominated them 38 to 24. I don't yep. think BYU has the defense necessary to win a game like this. I know the offense is going to be good. Jaron Hall returns. Looked pretty impressive last week. But Baylor is going to wear you down. This is what I've been saying about Dave Aranda. Good offensive line. This team is going to be poised. It will be a tough environment for them on the road. But they're going to be poised. Control it with the running game. They scored seven rushing touchdowns last week on just 41 carries. I know that it was Albany. I get that. But <laughs> it's, it's hard to really make conclusions with these week one games. It's also hard to make conclusions about a, you know BYU playing South Florida. So I'm going to go based off what I saw last year and in, in me thinking that BYU is getting some hype here at home. Last year, the against the spread numbers, BYU was only 5-8 and eight against the spread last year. Baylor was 10-4 and four against the spread. I've got no problem if I lose this game. I'm, I'm taking my third straight dog here in week two. I'm on Baylor as well. Uh, this is just a lean for me. My official play in this game is over 53.5 points. But the reason I like Baylor here is, listen – without repeating and being a dead horse, there's so much about this Baylor team that's going underrated. Like people are saying that Abram Smith's gone, uh, Ebner's gone. They have holes at wide receiver. They have holes at running back. This is a quarterback-led offense now. And what I mean by that is there's no more Jerry Bohannon, no disrespect to him, but besides the fact that he just got whooped by BYU last week. Shapin not only gets to blossom and spread his wings, BYU has one of the most uh, production returning on their offensive line. They have four starters with five regular players returning. In the country, only eight schools returned five starting offensive linemen. That is why I think Baylor is going to stay competitive. They're going to be able to move the ball. Yes, Jaron Hall is going to have a, a fun time. They're going to run the ball a ton. And I know everything about this BYU team returning – 97% of that production on defense, but you're not going to stop the Bears. This game is going to be a shootout. It's going to be who has the ball last, and you better believe I'm taking the team that has the experience, the better team, and the team that has the coaching advantage in Dave Aranda. I love it. I think Baylor wins the game. So I yeah. think that's a good way to end our college picks. Three out of four, I'll take it. Let's go ahead and move over into the NFL. We're going to do things a little bit differently this year. Instead of picking four games and picking the spread and talking about those same teams every week, we're going to go for still picking you some spreads, but we're also going to throw some player props at you. We're going to throw some parlays at you, maybe some over-unders. We're just trying to win you money yes. here in the NFL slate. So that is what we're going to be doing this year. We're going to start it off with a spread that we like, so go ahead and get us started. Listen, I'm going to start with um, – I actually want to check the live line now because – there's been some movement in this line. I'm going to back the Miami Dolphins minus three. If you want to get a little bit more value on minus three and a half at minus 105, that's totally cool. I don't mind laying around minus 110, minus 115 for, my, for minus three. Guys, everyone is going to talk about how Bill Belichick is going to destroy this rookie coach. I was at that game, the home game for the Patriots at the Dolphins, when that game mattered so much to the Patriots, the Patriots could not get, in, get anything going offensively, and the Dolphins were struggling offensively and still made the Patriots' defense look silly. This Patriot, this Dolphins team is going to have an improved offensive line than they did last year. With McDaniels, um, uh, with McDaniels coming in, they're going to have a much more fluid offense. And now, 
they actually have wide receivers who can catch. That was their problem, throwing the guys like Preston Williams, the guys we never even heard of, and no offense to them. you know. But now they have Tyreek Hill. They have a healthy Jalen Waddle. They have a healthy Tua Tagovailoa, and they have another threat, a viable threat out of the backfield in Chase Edmonds. We already know the Dolphins' defense is going to be stout and going to be good. I do. I am not high on the Patriots this year, and I'm not high on this game. Dolphins are 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five against the Patriots. Give me the Patriots. I mean, give me the Dolphins minus three. I like the in-person scouting that you're using there, and I know that you're loving the Bama-Bama quarterback matchup that we're going to get there <laughs> Absolutely. For, for years. Uh, all right, for me, I'm going to go with Panthers money line. It is a plus one and a half for the Panthers, but I'm just going to go ahead and take the money line here. You and I were talking about this a little bit in the offseason. I'm high on the Panthers offense, man. I, I don't care what anybody says. I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a hell of a year. I think that man needed a change in scenery. I think he was disrespected for what he did in Cleveland. The Browns were nothing before he started playing quarterback for them. And, and, and listen, he he didn't set the world on fire. He should have done more with the weapons that were given to him. But this is going to be a man on a mission. And he's playing his former team. And yeah. he's playing the Browns in week one. I like the Panthers here. A healthy Christian McCaffrey for now. I've been a huge DJ Moore fan for years. I like that they're an underdog here, so I'm getting a little bit of value. I'm taking Panthers' money line for week one. You know, for me in the NFL, these favorites of – which is why I like that you went with the Dolphins minus three because these yeah. favorites of like six, seven, eight, that scares me, man. Especially like, in week one. Especially in week one. I'm staying far away from those lines. Uh, if anything, I'll take the dogs uh, because week one in the NFL always gives us surprises. Yeah. So – it makes me a little more comfortable going with those smaller lines, uh, like in the Panthers here. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into the player props. This is one that you uh, had uh, kind of given my attention to, should yes. I say. And, and, and the more I went into it, the more I like it. And even now, uh, Dalton Schultz, over four and a half receptions. There's a lot of reasons why I love this player prop. First of all, yes, my man Dalton Schultz went over four and a half receptions 10 times in the regular season last year, including five of his last six games in the regular season. And I was talking with our buddy who is a diehard Cowboys fan. He's very down on this game, specifically for the offense. No Amari Cooper. He's gone. Gallup is injured. Dak is going to be uh, – C.D. Lamb is going to get doubled and probably, hell, even tripled in this yep. game. My man Dak Prescott is going to have Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard. That's it. They are going to get the bulk of the receptions. I wouldn't mind going Pollard over receptions in this game as well. But I'm loving Dalton Schultz uh, in this spot. I think he's going to get a lot of catches this year. He's going to be a safety blanket for Dak, especially in this game. And I think the Cowboys go down early in this game. Uh, I can see them going down one or two scores uh, early, as they always do in primetime games with Brady coming to town. So I'm liking that they're also going to need to throw a lot. It's a it's a slam dunk for me. I love that. I locked that one in already, Miles. I am riding to the moon with you. For mine, I'm going with one, and you're gonna have to shop this price a little bit because since I've been shopped, since I've been mentioning it, the price has gone all the way up to minus one forty. Um, odds, best odds on Caesar, Christian Kirk, over four and a half receptions. Hear me out. Christian Kirk was the most targeted. When, when playing with the ones was the most targeted wide receiver in preseason. Trevor Lawrence has spoken good things about Christian Kirk. And we know 
when Christian Kirk was in Arizona, he was underutilized. Or once he underutilized, his purpose in that offense was different than his purpose in the offense is going to be under Jacksonville. He's going to be the guy they want to get the ball in his hands. You're going to get a lot of freebies, a lot of those five-yard out routes, the, the hitches, the, the screen passes. I think this is a home run, and this is going to be the last time we see this. He's going to have something like eight carries in the game. I mean, eight targets, and that's just to start out. Once the, the, the it really starts going for him, it's going to get eight, ten, and you're going to be like, holy crap, we're going to have to pay six and a half for his, uh, for his receptions. I'm liking the new face in a new place there for the player. Yes. Hammer Christian Kirk. I like it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and go with my bonus pick, and then you can bring us home. Here we go. I'm going Joe Mixon, anytime touchdown score for nice. 125. I was surprised that this thing was only sitting at minus 125. I, I like this for a couple of reasons here coming into week one. I feel like all the focus on the Bengals in the offseason is Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the vertical downfield passing game. But I think that people are going to be surprised where they're really going to have to start relying on the short passing game. They're going to have to rely on the run. And I think Joe Mixon is primed for his biggest year in the NFL. I think this Bengals offense is going to be very good, but I feel like people are forgetting about Joe Mixon. I mean, yes. all the hype is behind Jamar Chase, and for good reason. I got my man on my fantasy team. I can't wait to watch him this year. Uh, but I'm loving the price on this for Joe Mixon anytime touchdown score. Dude, Joe Mixon last season had, what, 13 touchdowns? Joe Mixon is a silent assassin. Joe yeah. Mixon goes out there and they'll have good stat lines and people won't talk about him. You know, excuse me. They won't talk about him. They'll be like, Joe Mixon, uh, I mean, it's a Joe Burrow show. It's a Jamar Chase show. That offensive line, yeah, the offensive line's improved. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to want to protect their quarterback. Um, My play is a teaser. And this will be, guys, the last time that I do a public bet teaser. But in the first few weeks of the season, last season, the public absolutely destroyed the books. And so I went with a public bet teaser. <laughs> and the first one's Baltimore Ravens, um, bringing that down to minus one against the Jets. The Ravens are absolutely dynamite in the first game of the season. They have one of the best against the spread records in the first game of the season. They're actually going to be healthy for the first time in a very long time. And you better believe if Lamar Jackson does not sign a contract before the game starts, he is going to have the best season of his career because he's going to show that he is worth every single penny. I don't care if it's Joe Flacco. I don't care if it's Zach Wilson, or I don't care if it's his BYU teammates' mom. I'm fading this Jets team until they give me a reason not to fade them. All I need are the Ravens to win by one or more. And in the next part of that, the number one public favorite this week the Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos, I'm getting down to minus a half. While I do think the Seattle Seahawks have the ability to possibly cover in this match, I think that this is a sets up a perfect opportunity for the Broncos to flex their muscle, show off their new shiny toy. I don't think it's going to be as easy as Russell Wilson and crowd expect because what Seattle's going to want to do is they're going to want run a run between the tackles with Rashard Penny, control the pace of the game. But at the end of the day, it is a quarterback battle. I think the defenses are are about even uh, because everyone say Broncos are really elite, which they are good. Uh, they're still rebuilding that defense a little bit, but it's the Russell Wilson being able to throw to two really viable options. I'm going to trust Russ ball security. I'm going to trust Russ in, in moving the ball down the field. So I'm going with the public dog teaser of the Rams minus one and the Denver Broncos minus a half to end it up. I'll tell you what, I'm going to max play that teaser 
And uh, I'll I'll tell you another thing. That was a lot more fun than uh, trying to wrap our head around these yeah. spreads that come out every week for the NFL. Because you know what? <laughs> if there's anything I've learned in betting, folks, it's that the money is not in the spreads. The money is in the player props and Absolutely. the money is in the teasers. That's where you get your money in the NFL. They are just waiting for you to put your money down on these spreads because that's just more money for Vegas. So we're going to switch it up a little bit this year. That was a great start. Can't wait for week one. Absolutely. What a great start. Welcome to College Football Week 2. Welcome to NFL Week 1. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please be sure to download, rate, and subscribe. Every time you do, it helps us out. And let's hope that we help you win money. Take care.